Hey, warm welcome to the Luxury Property Show, your guide to luxury living in Dubai. I'm your host, Arpan Kosh. Now, we are on the threshold of a new era in Dubai when it comes to luxury living, uh, the rise of the super prime property. I'm referring, of course, to the Royal Atlantis Resort and Residences, a project that is taking luxury living to previously unscaled heights. In this episode, I am joined by Matthew Cook, a partner at Knight Frank Middle East, we're handling the marketing for the project. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Uh, now, Matthew, the Royal Atlantis, of course, is a project that really needs no introduction at this point. Uh, I mean, it is one of the most stunning projects that we've seen in Dubai uh, with a very unique design, which we'll get into shortly. But for those who might not be aware, uh, just tell me a little bit about what we can expect. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, we've seen located on the Palm Jumeirah, uh, for those obviously within Dubai and even globally for that matter, um, you know, we're sort of on the most exclusive piece of beachfront that Dubai has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, the ownership, uh, the investment corporation of Dubai, uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund and uh, the operator, uh, Kurzma International, uh, the sort of that look after the, the resort. Um, they've come together to think about how they can really uh, position something of complete uniqueness. Now, Dubai is a, a city of world first. So, you know, mm-hmm. the tallest um, building in the world and you know the island that we actually sit on was you know formerly the largest man-made island um, so it's very difficult to kind of break that mold but you know what we've done is gone to you know a collection of the world's leading designers architects and you know obviously stakeholders to bring together something that's truly unique and we're now sort of you know positioning certainly with the residences as Dubai's first super prime private homes. And how about the residences themselves? Uh, I mean, there are quite a few options to choose from, and some of them are um, really just beyond anything that uh, that you normally get at a, uh, a project of this sort. Uh, so tell me a bit more about what we can expect in terms of residential options. So this is where, you know, the amount of uh, variation is, for me, a world's first. I mean, we have 231 uh, private homes in total. Uh, right. Uh, within that sort of number, we, we start at two bedrooms as an entry size, mm-hmm. uh, rising all the way up to our kind of, you know, signature penthouse and, and five bedroom uh, units there. Uh, you know, 82 layouts. So you can imagine oh, 80 wow. cre- <laughs> 82 uh, different uh, designs there really right. should hopefully cater for most people's uh, taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but to give you, again, a bit more detail, we have everything from our garden suites. Think of them as villas. Um, okay. With your own mm-hmm. private sort of garden and pool, uh, you know your own private elevator from your own VIP parking, uh, basement parking. Um, you've got your standard, you know, if there is such a thing in the Royal Atlantis, um, but your your lateral apartments, you know, two right. and three bedroom apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, add to this, we have dual aspects. So um, the uh, floor plates, the design in each uh, aspect of the Atlantis is very intimate. So although you've got this mega project on each particular floor, there's probably only two or three apartments on average you know if you do sort of four or five that's probably an absolute anomaly mm-hmm. um so yeah very very sort of um you know intimate to use that word once more um but you know my favorite um designs are the certainly the the sky courts so the sky courts and i suppose the clues in the name is that you've got to think of them as almost like uh, villas but they're kind of floating um in the air um so you've okay. got the most incredible spaces some of them being duplex design so you you know you live in space over two floors 
um, opening up into this uh, beautiful terrace area with private pool, but at the same breath you're 100 metres above the ground looking over the skyline of Dubai. Um, and clearly something like the Royal Atlantis would not be complete without having some of the most amazing penthouses, which have been very popular. Um, uh, and there's one particular that I'm very, uh, say, have to be very secretive with, but yeah, absolutely unbelievable, a triplex. Oh, a triplex, wow, that's, that's quite exciting. And certainly, you know, at night or at sunset, uh, sitting on a roof terrace looking out over the views, that, I'm sure that'll be quite incredible. Now, a lot, a lot of times when people talk about the Royal Atlantis, they, they see it as a competitor to the Atlantis, sort of dethroning the Atlantis as the apex of the palm. But I think what some people might not realize is that, that they are part of the same brand, effectively. Yeah, I mean, it's very true that um, people could come to that sort of premature conclusion. Um, however, what I would add is that they very much complement one another. Um, the simple facts are they uh, have very different identities. So where right. uh, Atlantis de Palm has operated as one of the most successful resorts uh, globally for now for over 10 years, I think close to 12 years to be exact, uh, very much uh, a great environment for families and friends and people to come together and obviously have a holiday of a lifetime. Uh, the new Royal Atlantis will have, a, say, a very different and modern uh, appeal. Um, and obviously having the residential component gives it a completely different dimension. So to add them all together, you've got this fantastic world-class resort with a multitude of you know, celebrity uh, chef restaurants, for example, um, yet people can retreat to the exclusivity and privacy of uh, private homes, uh, whilst the Atlantis de Palm um, say, can, can remain that kind of family uh, environment. Right, and of course you mentioned the celebrity chef restaurants, which is probably one of the most exciting things uh, about the project for me personally. Uh, tell me a little bit more about um, what we can expect in terms of F&B. Yeah, I know. That, I mean, that's a really good question. It's uh, one of my favorite topics, food, uh, number <laughs> yes. one. So uh, very happy to talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so in terms of the Atlantis itself, I mean, you know, you're talking about the two Atlantis combined, Atlantis Palm and Royal Atlantis. Uh, we have uh, in the region of 30 plus uh, different restaurants. Nine of them, including the six new celebrity chefs announced at the Royal Atlantis, um, will carry like Michelin starred um, sort of pedigree. So, you know, incredible. Um, and I don't believe that's going to be matched in Dubai, you know, and certainly not for any time in the near future. Right. Uh, right. So, some of the big names that we've already announced, for example, Hakkasan will move up onto the Sky Pool, like our 100 meter above sea infinity pool. Uh, we have Jose uh, Andreas, you know, two Michelin star yes. Spanish cuisine quite infamous there in North America um, and even down to uh, more locally with myself being British with Heston Blumenthal uh, amazing concept um, uh, culinary uh, culinary cuisine uh, with his restaurant dinner but you know there really is something for everybody so you know we have Ariander Bundi uh, Persian cuisine quite a celebrated uh, chef here regionally uh, and the list goes on you know Peruvian chefs Milos uh, Greek cuisine so um, but yeah, I mean, I think with the, the food and beverage, it's certainly one of our major USPs, something that we're very proud of. Oh, yes, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's quite a feat getting so many big names together uh, and delivering such, uh, such a fantastic array of, uh, of food that people can expect. Um, and what about some of the other, the other amenities uh, at the resorts? So um, you, you've obviously got a very, very uh, unique pool design, which uh, I think I'll let you talk a bit more about. Yeah, no, of course. So uh, we both highlighted there, but the, the Sky Pool is one of our, 
I suppose, major talking points of the development. Right. So you, you're sort of thinking of an infinity pool, uh, approximately, you know, close to 100 meters above the sea. You know, your views over the Arabian Gulf and your sunsets are absolutely magical. And then when the city comes alive into the evening, um, you've got the most perfect views across the city skyline of Dubai, which uh, is truly incredible. Um, and that's, as mentioned previously, is where Hakkasan will take pride of place. Um, so, yeah, the, the other things that we'd like to sort of highlight, are, you know, the private beachfront. So right. we're mm -hmm. fortunate in the fact that due to the, the ownership here uh, being a very high level of, of, of government, uh, we own about uh, sorry, 1.7 kilometres of private beachfront and a section of that will be exclusive for residents' use. Uh, we have sort of dancing fire and water features by the craters of the uh, Dubai fountains, same craters of the oh, Bellagio yes. fountains, wet design from mm -hmm. the US. Uh, and the list, go, the list goes on. I mean, a huge spa. I mean, everything you'd expect of a five-star resort. Um, but then, you know, you've got to amplify that a thousandfold. And the Royal Atlantis certainly has such a fantastic pedigree behind it. I mean, you have, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Kersner International, who are the owner-operators of the brand. Uh, tell me a bit more about them, because they've got quite a fantastic background uh, worldwide. Yeah, certainly. So Kersner, um, I've been in, in the hospitality industry for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So um, they've certainly earned their stripes. They have a great reputation. Not only do they operate the uh, Atlantis here, sort of Atlantis to Palm, clearly that will then encompass the Royal Atlantis shortly. Right. Um, locally, you've also got a couple of one and only hotels. Um, so an incredible profile there. And obviously there's uh, multiple one and onlys around the world. Um, so add to that, you've got a new Atlantis that will be uh, opening shortly in Hawaii mm -hmm. and a recent addition in mainland China, another Atlantis there. So yeah, really exciting time for, for the Kersner brand and, uh, and certainly somebody that really knows um, how to deliver you know, five-star resort living. And another interesting facet about this, um, as I see it, is that you know, in recent years, uh, we've been seeing some more small-scale launches across the city, uh, slightly smaller, family-oriented projects, um, you know, little neighborhoods, smaller apartments. Now, Royal Atlantis is taking this in the completely opposite direction and offering uh, kind of, it's showcasing luxury on a much grander scale, even than some of the other luxury projects that, uh, that have come before. So how do you think that this project is going to change the face of the market in the years to come? So I think to answer that question uh, completely, there's, there's a few things to touch on. I mean, number one, uh, you know, with Night Frank ourselves, we do an immense amount of research globally. And, you know, it is still a fact of life that Dubai is very attractive to, you know, an ultra high net worth uh, clients. Um, obviously, uh, a range of benefits, everything from being sort of quite an tax efficient place to have a home here or a business. Right. Uh, clearly the lifestyle benefits um, are enormous here. You know, everything yes. from the weather um, to the restaurants and the beaches and uh, you know, a whole other array of things such as the you know, Dubai Mall and the incredible sort of brands uh, within there. Mm. Um, I, I think to add, you know, for these kind of clients, they're accustomed, you know, if they're looking at other cities around the world, which they often have homes within, right. whether that's London or Monaco, Hong Kong or New York, you know, there's a certain um, sort of grade of quality, not just in the design, but also the materials, the service, the location. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when the Royal Atlantis, the concept first came about, this was designed to capture those people. Um, so yeah, I, think, I think we've done that well. Well, fantastic. Uh, well, thank you for joining me today, Matthew, um, and for, for telling us so much about this uh, 
this amazing, amazing project. Uh, I really do appreciate your time, but before I let you go, uh, we do have a little quick far Q&A that I like to do with my guests. So uh, are you ready for that? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's give it a go. Um, well, first one, I think, given what we've talked about, should be, well, I don't know if it will be easy, but it might be. Favorite restaurant in Dubai? Wow, well, we're really spoiled here, aren't we? Um, yes. You know, whether that's kind of ordering in or, or eating out. Um, but what I would say, and obviously not to sound too much like following the corporate mantra, but uh, uh, certainly with the Royal Atlantis, it's captured a, a few of my firm favourites, um, uh, you know, say originating from the UK and, uh, and work in London, uh, Hakkasan. Uh, was always, you know, one of my one of my favourite there. So yeah, really delighted to have that one. Um, sort of currently at the Avenues, I might add, Atlantis de Palm before it takes its new home in the Royal Atlantis. Um, uh, you know, beautiful Cantonese cuisine, and uh, with Heston Blumenthal, um, had the fortunate pleasure of having to eat in there multiple times during the summer when back All in the right. UK. Um, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely incredible restaurants, and certainly they would be two of my firm favourites for Dubai. All right, uh, your favourite book. Wow, uh, I would say um, from a professional capacity, um, mm-hmm. I do like to read a lot of the, the Knight Frank research reports. So our, you know, our global wealth report is a really insightful document and very powerful. Uh, beyond that, sort of leisure time, uh, when we do finally find that, <laughs> you know, let me know. Um, but yeah, uh, sort of quite into some of the uh, sort of books by Ant Middleton. Um, so. All right sort of ex-special forces guy but yeah I quite like these action adventure type stories and, and reading them sort of so yeah there'll be a couple of my nominations there alright um, now if there was any area of Dubai you could live in other than Palm Jumeirah um, where would that be again budget is, is no, no object here so unlimited budget any area you could pick oh okay okay yeah. um well, if budget is no no option, um, then uh, I'd certainly, you know, it have to be off the palm, though. That's the caveat, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, there's obviously some amazing uh, homes around, but I think, you know, taking account of my own sort of life and aspirations for, for, for a growing family, mm-hmm. uh, and actually my recent relocation to, to Dubai Hills, um, I would go for a bigger home there. Um, so there's some incredible right. mansions. Mm-hmm. I've looked in the golf course, um, you know, amazing, amazing facilities coming through with new, new mall and schools and hospitals, um, you know, 18 hole championship golf course. So I think certainly for me, um, looking for a, a no money, no object family home, mm-hmm. that would be my destination of choice. Oh, excellent. And uh, just to go off on a bit of a tangent, I, I think, uh, you know, that to me is quite remarkable. Um, the fact that um, you're working on one of the, you know, the biggest projects that is coming up in Dubai, and you've recently moved, uh, relocated to another mega project that is also brand new, uh, the Dubai Hills, as you mentioned. Um, so I think it's just it just kind of highlights the you know how far Dubai has come in just a few short years, where you know Dubai Hills is something we've been hearing about, and you know now now you're living there, and Royal Atlantis, which is something we're talking about right now. And it's only a matter of time before you'll be welcoming your first residence. So. Yeah, and I, I think you know the one thing I would add is that although sometimes people might not always appreciate this at first first glance, is that you know each community has its own um, you know I suppose special factors, and mm-hmm. you know what what has I suppose been uh, really a, a great story in, within the evolution of Dubai as a whole is not only are they building 
towers now, but it's very cohesive communities. You know, everything right. from the transport and infrastructure, yeah. you know, the necessities of schools and malls and, you know, all of the things that you'd expect in quite mature uh, markets around the world are finding the way here. So when I do have friends, you know, some of them from the property field coming to visit me, mm-hmm. uh, they're, you know, they are really uh, amazed and actually quite jealous of the, <laughs> the quality, you know. And there's some other developments out there. I mean, there's obviously quite a long list, but, you know, you look at places like uh, Port de la Mer and, you know, modelled on the Port de Montenegro there with um, uh, Morass. So, again, I think that's really quite an spectacular uh, development as well. Um, now, a day at the beach or a day at the golf course? Can I not have half? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could split your day. Well, I keep getting sort of pressure at home that I need to spend more time at the beach to get a bit right. of a healthy-looking complexion. But that said, <laughs> moving to Dubai Hills recently and getting a bit older now, I'd like to pick up the clubs and I think sort of, yeah, uh, a few a few sort of lessons uh, on the golf course would suit me. <laughs> Um, the last place you traveled? Ooh, uh, well, uh, probably sounds somewhat predictable, uh, but I was back in the UK in London over, over summer, um, some oh, yeah. business there. Always a bit of pleasure, I might add, you know, a bit of family and friend time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to that, and actually um, two other, you know, good and exciting locations globally for different reasons, but uh, Berlin, so oh, quite yeah. a, a cool hipster city, uh, very upcoming tech center uh, in Europe, um, you know, good investment story there, I might add. Uh, and then second to this, you also, uh, sorry, I, I also uh, went across to uh, Lisbon. Um, right. So yeah, really impressive. My first time there and, mm. you know, I was sort of blown away. Beautiful, very, very safe, um, uh, I suppose, uh, competitive entry price to, to the market, but, you know, great lifestyle qualities. And obviously, again, being in Europe, uh, you know, great place to be, certainly in the, in the, warm, uh, the warm moments. Oh, well, sounds like a great summer for sure. Um, three things that you never leave home without. So, oh, the three things I don't leave home without. Well, certainly being in the real estate world, um, it wouldn't be uh, advisable to leave without my, my, my phone. So my telephone, my mobile phone, um, that's always with me, night and day. Um, uh, and second to this, you know, my laptop. So these are obviously two key tools. But beyond that, I think never leave home without a positive attitude. Um, you know, I think... You can often um, talk yourself out of business and you know, meeting a client with a smile is uh, always the best way ahead, in my opinion. So there are three things that I would always leave home with. That is a great answer, I think, especially, yeah, that, that's something everyone could use, leaving home with a positive attitude. Um, someone you would want to trade places with for a day. Well, um, I think sort of Dubai's luxury broker, Andrew Cummins, he, he looks like he's got a very interesting life, sort of all these fabulous, beautiful homes and uh, trips around the world. Um, but no, I'd say uh, you know, I would probably look to uh, trade places with um, maybe something like one of the world leaders. You know, I'm quite an inquisitive um, person. I'm, I, I'm sort of very interested in current affairs and history and things like that. So maybe I can jump in the mind of, you know, a, a present or, or past uh, world leader. Well, I'm not, I'm not so sure about the present ones at the moment. It's just uh, it might be a tricky time to to jump into that space. Although who knows, you might fix some problems along the way. So. Well, hopefully, as long as I can jump out just as fast. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, and that is it for our quick fire. Uh, so thank you again, Matthew, uh, for your time. I really do appreciate that, and I think we're all really looking forward to uh, when the Royal Atlantis will finally throw open its doors. No, it's an absolute pleasure, and um, you know, of course, we're very much looking forward to welcome everyone along uh, when we open. Um, you know, say next year, 
uh, and clearly I have a few a few cocktails and uh, waiting for the, the chaps from Luxury Property. So thank you. Oh, can't wait. Thank you. And that is it for another episode of the Luxury Property Show. As always, if you haven't done so already, please do hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with our latest episodes. To view the world's finest homes, visit us on LuxuryProperty.com and follow us on social media. Thank you again for listening, and we'll talk again next time.